Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. This is Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. And this is Diane Chrisman. I'm the president and CEO of the Cable Center and really delighted to be with you. Well, Diane, we're thrilled to have you here with us today. Uh, it's good to get a chance to catch up with you. Um, so, the, But the primary focus of our discussion today is about the uh, first annual Entrepreneurship and Innovation Report from the Entrepreneurship Academy with the Cable Center. And Alan Bresnick, my colleague, and I both participated in it. Uh, I thought it'd be good to maybe have you explain the genesis of it and the purpose of it and the audience that it's been targeted to. Absolutely. So our first annual Entrepreneurship and Innovation Report It showcases the how and the why for today's corporate entrepreneurs uh, to enable and inspire our industry innovators. Um, It's basically an interactive resource for idea sharing and innovation leadership, and it serves as a connection point for leaders to exchange information and explore new ideas to shape business strategy. And and kind of in a nutshell too, um, you know, when you think about the Entrepreneurship Academy and what we do, it's more than just courses. It's really kind of this whole community that includes thought leadership and symposia and other events. And I just, I love the fact that we've got this report and that we were able to collaborate with other industry associations and kind of bring the industry perspective to people who are interested in innovation and entrepreneurship. Right. And what was kind of the genesis behind it or how the whole idea come together and say, let's put this together in a report. Um, That's a really good question. And You know, we noticed as we were going along in the journey that we were collaborating and partnering with people, um, you know, outside of the cable center who had really important things to say. And we started just kind of compiling this library of really good stuff, good thought leadership pieces, best practices, things like that. And it uh, it was just like, you know what, we need to package this and we'll create some new content too, Um, but it's a great way to include everybody in the industry in a way that makes sense, and we'll put it together um, as an entrepreneurship and innovation report. So this is something that we have on the schedule that we'll be doing, I hope, every year for a really long time. Okay. And with the first one, uh, I went through it. Uh, There was a lot in there, a lot of good stuff. What do you think was the biggest takeaways or conclusions from the report or maybe some actionable advice that emerged from it? Yeah. And, and Jeff, I'm really glad that you asked that. Um, we had the, the pleasure to partner with our um, uh, human resources industry partner, C2HR. And with them, we gathered insights from connectivity industry, HR professionals, Um, who understand the dynamics of investing in people and the process of innovation in today's business climate. And I think one of the most important findings is that there's a huge gap between the way organizations operate 
and the leadership skills needed to address change. And so what we found, and, and, and this is in the report, um, and I just think this is super interesting, is that 70% of the leaders say that driving innovation from within is important for growth goals, but only 23% believe they have developed a process of innovation within their organizations. And kind of the other good takeaway too is that 58% of people leaders note the way their organization operates has changed significantly, but only 24% of the HR professionals believe their leaders are prepared with the necessary skills to respond. And, you know, we've found that to be true outside industry as well, but I think it's a huge takeaway because it shows that there's a big desire for what we're offering, but um, <clears throat> a huge gap then. And, and I think that's a great gap that the Cable Center fills through the Entrepreneurship Academy. Right. And we've been talking about this term, entrepreneurship. Uh, I have seen it around, but Cable Center has been using it a lot. So maybe how do you define that? And uh, sure. what do you know about the origination of it? Well, this is a really, it's kind of an interesting thing. And um, when we first started talking about entrepreneurship, and that was, gosh, I want to say like four years ago or so. Uh, it seemed as though not a lot of people in the States understood the term entrepreneurship. And interestingly enough, the term was coined in 1985 um, by Gifford Pinchot in his first book called Entrepreneuring, What You Don't Have to Leave, Why You Don't Have to Leave the Corporation to Become an Entrepreneur. And so even though this was coined in 1985, it still feels like it's a relatively new term in the United States. And I think kind of the, the easiest way to define it is to say that entrepreneurship refers to a system that allows an employee to act like an entrepreneur within a company um, or other organization. And what we found when we first started using this term that our partners in Europe were really aware of entrepreneurship and what it meant, you know, and at the same time over here, uh, you know, every time you type in entrepreneur or entrepreneurial, um, it auto corrects you to entrepreneurial. <laughs> so, um, but, but it's been really awesome to see a broader understanding of that word. And I think that when you look at, entrepreneurs, you know, basically they're self-motivated, proactive and action-oriented people who take initiative, right, to pursue an innovative product or service within their corporation, so within their company. So basically they're acting like an entrepreneur inside their business place. Okay. And let's say I'm a company and maybe I don't know the history of that term, Right. And I didn't realize it goes back to the 80s. So uh, what do you think is kind of a good starting point for a company to kind of support or cultivate innovation you know, internally? Well, and, you know, I'm glad you asked that question, too. When we were um, just beginning our business plan that centered around entrepreneurship and innovation, um, you know, we talked to a lot of industry execs and what they shared with us is, you know, we want to be more nimble and we want to be 
quicker in the workplace. We, we kind of want to be like a startup. And, um, and so that was really helpful for us to understand how we needed to position what we're doing. So, you know, when you look at an idea, um, it needs, there, it needs time for an idea to take hold. Um, there needs to be space for that idea to be nurtured and guidance for the idea to be cultivated. And then of course, connections and resources. Um, I think too that the companies want, they, they need to be ready to embrace challenges and forward thinking um, and lean into the kind of changes required to operate this way in a very competitive and connected marketplace. Um, and again, these are all the skills that we uh, teach the Entrepreneurship Academy. But I think I would also add to that um, a good starting point is being open to change. And, you know, had you asked me this question before COVID, uh, it w I think it would have been a different landscape then, right? Right. And we've all had two, two and a half years of um being very flexible, very nimble, very adaptable, and very innovative. And so it just it just feels more like right now that time is right. And it's an easier concept and idea to introduce um, into a workplace. Does that all make sense? Yeah, I think so. And when we're talking about, you know, how we operated as employees and businesses through the pandemic, uh, you know, it's definitely one thing working from home and trying to figure out how to collaborate and still keep businesses moving forward. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's this axiom out there that, you know, you have to innovate or die. But what we found or what I've seen is disrupting yourself as a company uh, it can be very painful, a very painful process. Uh, so I was curious what you thought in terms of how, you know, a company can balance that out. You know, you still have to prepare for the future, but maybe not be overly uh, abrupt. Right. Yeah, I think that that is a really kind of a good point. And but, you know, um, again, because of the pandemic, we've all just become more adept at change and easy. Uh, we, we handle these kind of um, uh, disruptions much, uh, much more easy. Um, but I like what you said. You've got to innovate or die, right? Uh, that just seems so serious. And it is. Yeah. Um, so a couple of the things that I've heard and that I've heard during the pandemic that I think is, is super neat. Um, it's definitely opened up new opportunities and accelerated timelines for a lot of people. And I hear this piece time and time again, that teams or companies are doing something or, or something that would take them years maybe and they're doing it in two or three weeks right and that was kind of a forced a forced disruption for sure um but on the flip side on the positive side of the pandemic um there's a new openness to change and there's new expectations about the speed of decision making so i think that that has been a big pivot for all of us um uh 
certainly another positive, you know, silver lining from a horrible two and a half years with the pandemic. Um, but I think that we're just all far, far better equipped to move these things forward and to move things quicker. I mean, have you seen that in your workplace too? I think so. The, uh, the fact is a lot of things have changed. I mean, I think some of us are very happy and willing to go back to some things as they were before the pandemic was here. But at the same time, to your point, I think we're all a little more agile in, in terms of our ability to you know, change and, and not get too locked in the ways we, we've always done things. Definitely. Yeah. So some good learnings out of a really, you know, challenging and crummy two and a half years. Right. <laughs> right. Well, one thing that, you know, that here in the pandemic that's happened is you were named CEO, the cable center, not too long ago. And I know we talked a little bit about this uh, a few weeks ago uh, when the announcement came out, but maybe just kind of refresh us a little bit or maybe update us on where your top priorities are, at least for the rest of this year. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Um, you know, I think I'm known within the industry as kind of a, a, a bold person. And uh, look, I'm a born connector. And um, uh, I think it's safe to say that I'm kind of a big idea person too. And um, I'm really, really proud to represent the Cable Center. Um, and I'm just really delighted. I feel like I'm, I'm right where I need to be, right where I want to be, and, and right where I, I'm meant to be. And um, you know what I'm been, what I hope that I've been bringing to the Cable Center these last four months is, you know, leading with my head to kind of empower innovators to inspire and drive change within their organizations, and at the same time using my heart to connect and to build relationships and recognize the industry's impact and celebrate its contributions. And, you know, when we first started uh, implementing Vision 2025, which, by the way, I think we're a good two and a half years into right now, mm -hmm. it was really important that we, um, you know, we kind of describe the future of what we're doing through the Entrepreneurship Academy and our thought leadership and our symposium, we, we, we generally talk about that as the head of what we do. And then when we look at, you know, the distinction that we've earned as being the industry's storytellers and, and stewards of the legacy, uh, we talk about that as the heart. And so, um, you know, we're excited to move forward with the head part. Um, but the heart part is also important to us too. So there's been kind of a balance, um, but uh, it's become very apparent to me over the last six months or so that there really is a huge connection, right? Between the entrepreneurial past and the entrepreneurial future and the innovative future. So um, it all feels very organic and like it should be. Um, so I've got a lot of goals and, you know, I want to keep rigorously moving Vision 2025 forward. And, you know, I like to tell people that what we do at the Cable Center is we connect people and ideas to advance innovation. And 
one of the things that we've been doing and will continue to do is tapping into our network of influencers and global change makers so that we can provide you know some really data-driven insights into the state of innovation in our industry and i'm really proud of that these are relationships and, and organizations and people that we've been working with um, you know, for the last two, three, four years and building those relationships. And I, I count, you know, you guys, you and Alan in that too, um, you know, being able to connect and bring people together to provide commentary, perspective, uh, interviews. To me, that's really important. So I guess, you know, that's the inform part of what I'm doing. And then the innovate part is, representing and reflecting an industry that's made up of visionaries and doers. And I've been really hooked on the word doers lately. I just mm -hmm. think it's such a great way to describe our industry. And, you know, we've been, we've started this acceleration of a huge uh, strategic shift to a more dynamic and innovation focused organization. And this is all a part of vision 2025 and it's been really exciting to first be a co-architect of that and now to be the person to lead that and move that all forward and then kind of the last part of my agenda for 2025 is the inspiration piece and uh, motivating and encouraging rising leaders to do more and be more and contribute more and of course this is what we do through our experiential programs and thought leadership and, and things like that. And it's, you know, when I, when I look at all this, it's just, uh, it's really exciting. And um, we've just got all these great things going on. And, and of course I have to say that, you know, uh, for 2022, um, we're going to launch our very first ever innovation symposium. And that is that going to be an event. Yep, that's going to be an event on October 27th at the Cable Center. And, you know, we've never done anything like that before. And, you know, I think it's a great extension of what we're doing in the thought leadership arena. Um, we have so many wonderful partners. So this just all feels really good to bring this all together and spend a day being inspired and thinking about innovation and how that benefits our organizations. All right. Well, you have a full plate, but one thing we didn't talk about was the, uh, the cable hall of fame and maybe how that's shaping up, right? That event's been tied to the cable center. So uh, what's on the agenda there? What can we expect? Uh, any surprises in store that, you know, you can't reveal here, but maybe you can hint about. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what everybody can expect is a really darn good time in person on <laughs> September 15th, live at the Ziegfeld Ballroom in New York. And, um, you know, we're thrilled to be back in person on the red carpet. Um, I've got some, I've got some, uh, surprises up my sleeves, but of course, if I told you, Jeff, it wouldn't be a surprise, but right. let me just say this. Everybody can expect a really good time. And we've got a great group of honorees, uh, Patty Jo Boyers, Kevin Casey, Chris Lammers, Tina Perry, John Porter, um, and Michael Powell. I don't think I forgot anybody. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a great event. 
And um, it's been really difficult, a real challenge these past couple years not to meet in person and and do this on the big stage with a lot of fanfare and sparkle. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And um, yes, it is fair to say that people can expect a couple of surprises along the way. Good. Well, I'm glad that that'll be one thing of normalcy that we can look forward to this year. So hopefully I can make it out myself and uh, you know see what surprises you are going to reveal. So I think we're going to leave it there, Diane. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast and have an opportunity to reconnect on uh, what's new down at the Cable Center. All right. Hey, thank you so very much, Jeff. It's a it's been a pleasure to uh, catch up with you and 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 talk about the Cable Center. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good to talk to you.